Hello, cleaning buddies. Welcome to the podcast. I'm sorry I'm quiet, but I'm not alone trying to keep it down. I'm going to be going over chapter seven from the smartphone dumb phone book, and I'm going to try to get through this kind of quickly, which I'm sure you guys won't be mad at. Um, So here we go. Um, All right. So chapter seven is called buying the con. And um, it starts out talking about the fact that addicts suffer negative emotions, um, such as a sense of foolishness. Kind of the question keeps coming up, why do I keep doing this? You feel foolish and you feel hopeless. I think that's kind of that feeling I was trying to describe, um, I think, with chapter six. Um, The thing you should know, though, is it's not just you. There's millions of people that are dealing with this now. Um, Addiction, they also talked about, like, addiction in like mainly being a human thing, although scientists have been able to, um, get animals addicted to things. Um, so it's possible. It's just that on the, you know, it's because of our, the way our brain works. Um, but it affects us mostly because we use intellect as well as instincts. Animals only use instincts. Um, but intellect can go to your head. Um, we respect it over instinct. And when the two things are in conflict, Um, we usually choose intellect to trust. So we think we can outsmart our survival instinct. Um, they talk, he talks about the football player that, um, starts injecting pain medication or has pain medication before they go on the field, um, just to be able to play the instinct. Your body is telling you, this is not a good idea. The pain is a signal that you need to rest and heal, but you know, they use the intellect, the invention of the painkiller, um, But the instinct's right because irreversible damage usually occurs from doing that. Um, Another example, and I use this one all the time, is people that, and I think I used it before, but people that get um, in bad situations because their instincts were telling them to run, but they didn't want to be mean, they didn't want to be considered rude, so they talked to the person or they went with the person or whatever. Um, The thing is, intellect's not all bad. but we've kind of started using it to consume a lot of junk because we think we need to know this stuff. We don't want to be out of the loop, etc. Um, for an example, it helps us forecast possible dangers and be prepared for things. Animals can't really do that. They have to react as things are happening and we can kind of prepare. Um, but why do we choose to consume junk? Um, it's simple. And this is kind of interesting, I thought. Um, it says we don't always realize we have enough we have another option. Um, or we don't always realize we have the choice not to. Um, the next part of this is a lot of key points that I missed the first time that I read the book. So I really want to point that out. Um, I guess I kind of glossed over them. I said before that I was really impatient at this point, trying to get through the book as fast as I could to fix myself. So definitely pay attention to some of this. Um, and I even wrote a note, I literally do not remember this part of the book. Um, and I'm think I'm talking about from the point of, we don't always realize that we have an option. Um, so picking up your phone is a choice each time. We know that we've talked about that. Um, this was what I thought after I read that, because remember when I read it this time, it was like the first time I was reading it. I thought, but sometimes I don't even realize I'm doing it and they're going to get to that in a second. But so picking up the phone is a choice each time, but the brainwashing is so strong and the illusions are so convincing, you, um, it doesn't even occur to you that you have a choice. Um, and actually, 
it becomes instinctive. So this was like a big wow point for me right here. It says that um, using digital technology, whatever, actually manipulates your instincts. Um, so what started as an intellectual decision to pick up your phone the first time you did it um, or downloaded the app or whatever, it actually becomes instinctive. So once something becomes instinctive to you um, through the brainwashing and through the, um, you know, all the stuff we've covered, the illusions, um, it actually does become instinctive. So when I said, sometimes I don't even realize I'm picking it up and I'm like, how did this get in my hand again? That's why, because it's kind of rewired you to make it an instinct. But, um, and of course that's powered by these two myths. Number one, that junk apps provide pleasure and comfort that you're getting something from them. And number two, that quitting is hard and you will be miserable without it. Um, so once you unravel the brainwashing, which is what we're doing in the next couple chapters, then, um, it won't be instinctive anymore. And you'll start to notice that, um, as you're getting through these chapters, um, how to spot the truth. This explains, um, this part of the book, I'm not writing anything about this, but it explains how to know, um, that easy way is not just more brainwashing. Then it has a section called illusions and there's several listed. So I'm going to go through those. The first illusion is I need my devices. Um, read about the apple and the chocolate comparison because that's also, I think I've said this before, um, that's something that was in the program Naturally Slim. When you eat something that actually has nutritional value, you enjoy it. When you eat something like chocolate that doesn't really have any value, you eat it like a maniac. Um, but read that whole part and how it compares to the rapid frantic scrolling on social media. So like when you just are sitting there scrolling, 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 looking for something. Um, it is not satisfaction that brings you back. It is the desire for satisfaction. Because if you're being honest, most times you leave unsatisfied. And the apps and social media and things are designed that way on purpose. Because if you have satisfaction from using them, you're not going to come back as quickly. Um, and along with that desire thing... It's the desire for satisfaction and your belief that the app can provide that. Um, the second illusion is FOMO, fear of missing out. The apps tell us to get on board or miss the boat. We want to be included. Um, digital addiction actually causes feelings of isolation, so we keep going back to it, trying to be included and avoiding isolation. And I wrote facepalm because when you hear it like that, it sounds so stupid. But if you think about it, it makes a lot of sense. And do not... like please don't let this be the only time that you're hearing any of this info. Please read this chapter. Make sure that it makes sense because the next two are really important before you move on. Um, but anyway, being on a device isolates you more. You're blocking out the real world and the people around you. Um, you're conned into believing that you have a better social experience online, which is obviously not true. Um, what would you miss if you didn't have social media? I've said it over and over. Even when I um, got my friends list down and got it to just the most important people. I was seeing memes, goofy pictures, you know, gossip, all that kind of stuff. Um, so it says, what would you miss? You're not really missing anything for the FOMO. It's this, 
It's making sure that you know everything that's going on because the thought that everyone else might know and you don't makes you anxious. Um, and that was totally me when this whole coronavirus stuff was going on and people that had the same job as me in different locations, I was like seeing the stuff they were posting and I was like, oh my gosh, like they're, I kind of felt like somebody with the news, like I'm getting, you know, scooped by other people. And that was really bothering me at first. Like I wanted to be the one that was finding all this stuff and putting it out there. And I was like, this is stupid. Like I've even gotten now where I just share like what other people are putting online. I'm sharing their stuff because it's just easier. I don't want to find it. I don't want to have to make a graphic. I'm just going to share what they're, what they said, because the, my people need the information too. And it's the fastest way to do it. Um, so I'm glad that I stopped because that was making me very anxious. It really was. Um, but you're so desperately trying to avoid missing out by um, living life through your phone that you really are missing out on the reality around you. Um, it also talks about not having to drop out of social media entirely, but you're going to have to read that because I'm not going to talk about that here. Um, if deleting, it, this is my information though, um, if deleting, like it's talking about, and don't do it now, but if it bothers you, um, another option is just to unfollow them. Then they won't be in your newsfeed, but it's not like you're not friends anymore. So like if you really have the desire to go see what they're doing, you can look them up because they're still friends. Um, and then it said, take your head out of the sand. You believe you get pleasure from junk because not using it makes you feel uncomfortable and restless. Being, um, Okay, so being on your phone partially relieves that, but it is making you feel how a happy digital user feels all the time, which is the point that we want to get to. Um, you're wearing those tight shoes again. <laughs> the third illusion, I can handle it. This is me to a T. Like, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to read the part that I really saw myself in from the book, but I'm one of the, like, I can handle it people. So I said, LOL, that is a bizarre reason to choose to do something. So if you follow this illusion, that's one of the reasons why you are doing it. Um, it is a bizarre reason to choose to do something, but evidence proves that you cannot handle it because if you could, wouldn't be reading this book. It goes into so many detrimental effects of digital misuse. Um, and this is something it suggests you do tonight. It says, taste, taste freedom for a moment. Do you even remember what it feels like to curl up with a loved one or watch a movie undistracted? Um, we have become used to dividing our attention between things we love and something that constantly interrupts and distracts us. So it's really like that, you know, we all know that annoying person that you're having a conversation with somebody else that you're really into and they just keep distracting you with random stupid stuff or that person in a meeting that keeps raising their hand to ask a question that only applies to them, could be an email to somebody later or whatever. That's your phone and you're missing out on your loved one's entertainment, like real entertainment, real relaxation. Um, so try it tonight. Try to actually put your phone away for a little bit and just watch a TV show together or spend some time with a person. Um, they might, it might be kind of weird. They might be like, what's wrong? You know, are you dying or something? Because they're not used to it. But anyway, illusion number four, it's my job. Um, this kind of creeps in and this is not just talking about social media. It's like email and everything else. Um, so they said a lot of times this starts like on your commute. You're on your way there, maybe if you're on a bus or train, um, and to save time, which doesn't change your work hours, you still have to work the same hours, 
um, you check your email or something like that. Then it slowly creeps into other things. So you check it when you first get home to make sure there was no last minute thing. And then you're relaxing with a cup of tea in the morning and you're checking at that point. Um, your bedtime routine starts getting interrupted. It's the first thing you pick up when you wake up to check, 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 check. Um, you have no downtime. Um, you never have the chance to reboot or recharge when you're doing that, constantly checking stuff for work. So you really need to set some boundaries here. And I said, I wrote here burnout. I mean, like if you're feeling burnt out with your job and you're doing that, there you go. That's your reason. Um, I actually had an issue with someone, um, with email, the email thing. Um, they contacted my boss when my email went unanswered less than 24 hours, I think it was probably less than two hours. So this person emailed me about something and I did not instantly get back to them. And so they emailed my boss and I was like, what is wrong with you, you psycho? Like email is not supposed to be instant message. It's not text messaging. Like people, if you're emailing somebody at work, they have another job and their job probably is not answering your question. But we get stuck in this thing where people expect us to respond immediately. And it's, you know, some places are even putting policies into effect where, you know, you shouldn't expect that. Um, protect yourself, your quality of life, your family relationships. Be ambitious and diligent, but you still need to establish limits, boundaries, and controls. And I gave you guys a little bit of homework here if this is happening with you. Um, if you let work begin before leaving home and go on at home, set a new schedule today. Um, you can use email auto reply. Like I'm in the office from eight to five. I'll respond in order, um, at those times, or I will respond in order of importance or blah, 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 whatever. Um, so just at least entertain that idea. Illusion number five. Um, it's how I'm made. I was like, what? <laughs> then I understood, um, lack of willpower lack of willpower or an addictive personality, those are actually both myths, but it suits the addict because it removes the pressure to stop. It sounds absurd because it is an addiction. Um, it and addiction are absurd. Um, you start lying to yourself. Remember the deceit thing we talked about when we listed out all of the different, um, ways it was similar to drug addiction. Um, the problem is that there are actually experts that say that you do need willpower and there are such things as addictive personalities. Why would people wanting to help be spreading this misinformation? It's because they're brainwashed too. They never stop to look at it another way or consider any other explanations. Um, but there's obviously people who have quit without willpower, quit other things without willpower, or um, thought they had an addictive personality but still were able to quit. So it's not a truth. Um, this is why keeping an open mind is so key because often the truth is the complete opposite of what you assume is true. Um, this illusion is denial and it makes you accept you had no choice but to keep on. Why? Um, or, it, well, I don't think it said this illusion is not denial, but it causes denial. Um, because if you can't help it because you have no willpower, you have addictive personality, then you don't have to do anything about it. Um, but the root of all addiction is fear, which takes us to chapter eight. So I'm going to end there. Sorry, I'm not getting really into it. The next chapter, though, is super, super important. So make sure you take your time on that one and really pay attention.